Welcome, everyone. I'm Sandra Bargeman. A few years ago, I wrote and performed a solo show called The Edge of Every Day, which was an exploration of the rough edges and contradictions we all face and grapple with. The show hit a nerve, and the relevance of the topic would only grow over time more than I could have foreseen. So, here we are. Real talk with real people, sharing stories and perspectives that spark provocative invitations to leap out of what's safe. On the edge of every day. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. We are live in the hive. Thank you for joining me on this, the 45th episode of The Edge of Every Day here on talkradio.nyc. And for those of you who have become my loyal listeners, thank you so much for spending time with me and my guests. Our numbers keep growing and I have you to thank. I couldn't do it without you. Please continue to share this podcast with friends and family and take a moment to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Sandra Bargeman, On the Edge of Every Day. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. Tonight we are doing things a little bit differently as we did with our anniversary episode last Monday on Halloween. I usually highlight my guests completely, but tonight my awesome guest and I are doing a co-interview with each other. So please ask questions, shoot them into the chat, and we will do our best to answer them. And of course, I urge you to check out my past episodes with my inspiring guests. You can find them all on talkradio.nyc on your favorite podcast platforms, and on my YouTube channel. Again, Sandra Bargeman on the edge of every day. So this show, this show is about pushing boundaries and exploring (laughs) rough edges through conversations and shared stories with friends and colleagues. It's my hope that we can begin to understand our edges. And what I mean by edges is those places where we are fearful, those places where we are resistant to change, those places where paradoxes and contradictions live in our beliefs and in our understandings, both about ourselves and about the world around us. Listen, we live in edgy, tumultuous times, and people are complex The more we recognize our own edges and get real about them, the more we can help others to do the same. And that, I fully believe, can help to change the world. So thanks again for tuning in. And without further ado, it is time to introduce our guest tonight. Cindy Ashton is an award-winning TV host, singer, actor, keynote performer, speaker from Your Power, trainer, and author of Liberate Your Voice, How to Trust Your Power in a World that Shuts You Down. In 2018, Cindy won the Telly Award for Social Issues alongside CBS News for her show, Cindy Uncorked. She has interviewed countless celebrities on the red carpet, at the Oscars, Grammy parties, and more. Cindy has given her TED Talk, Speak From Your Power and the Art of Liberescence, on stages across the country. 
drawing from her extensive background working with Broadway professionals, Emmy winners, and Hollywood celebrities. She is a master at showing her clients how to increase their sales, connection, and influence through the power of storytelling and their voice. Cindy has received awards from President Obama and Queen Elizabeth II for her lifetime of volunteerism and recently received the Invisible Disabilities Association's Invisible No More Perseverance Award 2022. Cindy has been featured in multiple media, including ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, Thrive Global, Inc. Magazine, and Forbes. Welcome, Cindy Ashton. Hello. Well, hello there, Sandra. Hello. Hello. So happy to be here. Oh, I'm so happy. You are always on the edge, my friend. I am so (laughs) happy to have you on tonight. We are going to have fun. Oh, my God. You're having fun, woman. (laughs) Totally. We're always having fun. That's truly something that I associate with you. And that makes me so very, very, very happy to have fun. That is one of the one of my missions in life is to understand that life, even with its seriousness, you need to have more fun and humor and play. And you are the epitome of that, my friend. Wow. So. Play, play, as you know, opens up portals to creativity and possibility and stress relief and totally. orgasm. And we it might to- talk about <laughs> orgasms later. <laughs> yes, totally. It opens up parts of the brain that ju- that really the, the frontal lobal parts of the brain that are all about creativity and yeah. solving problems at a new level and global consciousness indeed. So I always like to share how I know my friends or colleagues we have on the show. And we have Sam Liebowitz, uh, the fearless leader of talkradio.nyc to thank for our introduction. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. I remember sitting out and we met at um, Central uh, Park. Central Park, right, at, right, right there Columbus at the entrance. Circle. Yeah. And we sat right on that edge and on the edge. We sat and it was on the, on edge, the edge. It was on the every day. The edge of the ledge. <laughs> And fell in love. I did. You're so not my type in some ways, but I still fell in love with your soul. <laughs> Ditto, it's my true. Friend. It was like, oh, Ditto. she's a sister. I know her. I'm happy. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So I have a fun question that was asked of me recently. Okay. And I also heard it on another podcast. And I was intrigued both times. I've asked some of my former guests this, but not all of them. But you, I told Totally, I'm excited to ask this question. Okay, someone who who wears many hats, like myself. Oh yes, um, and 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 finds many ways to bridge them, to balance them, to connect them. So, tell me, what identity do you lead with? The identity that I lead with, but I often that I want to be leading with, mm-hmm. but I have betrayed many times in my life is the performer me. And the reason why I I believe that that is my best self that I lead with Mm. is because when I'm truly in my performer self, I'm connected to my soul. I'm connected to the audience. I'm, I'm connected to the person or people I'm talking with. I am creative. I am curious. I am engaged. 
so that's my ideal that I'd like to connect with and lead with in terms of mm. that identity. Well, but it's say- been it's been a struggle of trusting mm. that identity. Ah, there's the word trusting. Because I would damn it, yeah, damn <laughs> it, self trust, damn it. Well, because I would say that you lead, you definitely. Um, I mean, you connect with people no matter what you're doing. Um, it's just, you know, no matter how you are working with clients, working on stage, giving keynotes, whatever, you are connecting with the audience. Perhaps it's just, you know, I get this, the soul call to want to perform and to, to inspire through that kind of storytelling. Mm. And the identity, the understanding of identity really plays into that whole storytelling aspect what 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 story am i telling about myself and what what story am i sharing with the people i'm communing with so it's interesting because now that you have spoken your divine truth of this i think which is partially from sandra and partially from the divine coming through you because that's you mm-hmm. is that my identity is connection mm. because I, I don't betray myself i'm either connected or i'm not right so that's Yes, my whole so you identity are the connector. Connection. Not that I connect people, but the but the energy of connection and creating connection, whether it's with an audience or here to with you or my plants who I sing to all the time, <laughs> Carol, Chloe, and Susie Jade, named after my two sisters. Um, you know, I'm always connecting. I mean, I'll be I'll I'll be in Trader Joe's and I'm and I'm like connecting with a shopping cart. Like, mm. like, I'm like, oh, this is what they made. Like, I'm always feeling into connection of everything. So there you go. So that. thank you for helping me clarify that the performer is part of that. But I, but my. Uh-oh. We froze. Oh, no. Hello. Hello, hello. Oh no, our girl, she has frozen. Am I Dylan? Can you hear me, Dylan? Cindy has frozen. Cindy, are you there? And hang on, folks. We're going to be back. Um, Dylan, is it me? I don't feel like... Dylan, are you there? Please. Dylan? Are you there? Hmm. She froze. Yes, she did. She'll come back in. So while we're waiting for Cindy to jump back in. Oh, she's back. There Hi. she is. So my, my, my. Oh. She's froze again. Hmm. Okay. So we are, I'm going to talk a little bit about the identity that I lead with. Um. You know, that that I know Cindy wanted to ask me about. Yes, um, I'm back. Oh, Can you, you are me? back. Yay. Yeah. So, so my internet, even though I'm plugged into the Ethernet, decides to do its thing of its own. So, the question I, I asked you, which which you didn't hear because my internet decided to go, it was, <laughs> what identity do you lead with, Miss Sandra? Well, you know, it's funny when I I've I've very sassily said that I I lead with the comedian. Um, and, and as you know, 
as we opened up with humor and playfulness and and I think I use that a bit to um to protect myself. Mm. It can be disarming and it can be powerful that way, but it can also um be a way for me to hide and not be in my power because I can be I can be a, a big presence. And um, and I think that that was uh, as young people often learn, they can use comedy as a way of as a mask. And I wouldn't say that I use it all the time as a mask, but sometimes. But I think really what I lead with um, and to your discovery um, is presence is is really the presence to i i could say my spirituality a spiritual leader but i think it's it's deeper than that it's a presence with the divine it's a present like presence like you have expressed with others and with that communion with others and you know my understanding about that and wanting to weave that into more into this show was what prompted me um, to desire to weave some ritual into each of my episodes. I was just on a, um, a podcast, Amplify You, with Michelle Abraham, who is a, a big name in the podcasting community. And I was telling her that I I had heard her speak in a networking group that we are both in and she's was talking about recalibrating every now and then your podcast. And it felt that landed her saying that landed on me at a time when I was already doing that. I was already thinking about how do I want to update this, this um, podcast, not only for my listeners, but for myself and ritual Um, adding that ritual into the podcast was what, made the biggest sense to weave more of my spirit into Mm. it because I see these conversations as transformational and I see ritual as transformational and the edge, the understanding of the, the dance of the opposites, the balancing of the opposites. I get the vision of the yin yang symbol and that dancing of, of, opposites and paradoxes and polarizations and that can be a very liminal space of not knowing much like uh, the ritual space of not knowing um so i'm going to before we go on to break i am going to open the circle of this conversation with a, a beautiful opening invocation and I'm going to light a candle and I've written this in honor of you, Cindy Ashton and our, our work with finding the power of our voices. Mystery of life. You who are as vast as the universe and you who are as personal as a heartbeat. Help me always to speak the truth quietly to listen with an open mind when others speak, and to remember the peace that may be found in silence. The wisdom of the universe is truth, and this wisdom and truth flows through me. 
Help me to be a person of truth in all that I do and in all that I say. Open the gate of consciousness through the beauty and power of our voices and allow each of us to be seen and heard more fully. And so it is. And so it is. And I will light this candle before we go to break. And so it is. And so it is. And when we come back from our break, we will dive into the transformational power of storytelling with my incredible guest, Cindy Ashton. Stay tuned on the edge of every day. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. are back with Cindy Ashton speak from your power. So now we're going to dive into the transformational power of storytelling, which is always a a big fat favorite topic of mine. And uh, it's really at the heart of all of the work that both you and I do, Cindy. So you have a phenomenal, phenomenal story about how you came into the world and how you connected to your your voice and your desire to strengthen your voice. Can you share that story with us? Absolutely. 
So I always joke around that I was swimming in my mother's belly and I was doing like twirls and jazz hands. And I mean, my, my mom said that when she was pregnant, she's like, this baby is kicking like crazy. She's like, what is this kid going to be? I was like itching to get out and dance. And um, my earliest memories were me putting on sequins, you know, back in the Madonna days, putting on the sequins <laughs> and then going to the record player. All the youngins are going, what's a record player? And uh, playing, you know, Helen Reddy and, and I would put the, I would dim the lights oh, in the living Helen room. Reddy, love it. Uh, well, guess what I was singing, right? Uh, so I, I dim the hear, lights, yeah. right? I would dim the lights in the living room. And I would, you know, perform for my audience of millions, my imaginary audience of, <laughs> I am hear me roar. So I have always, people would go, oh, have you, when did, when did you decide to perform? I'm like, uh, was it a choice? <laughs> um, so for me, performing and getting my voice heard was always, always part of what I was supposed to do on this planet. And as you know, and some of the people watching who have heard me speak before, my body had other plans for me. Um, I had, I was born with a 20% chance of living heart failure and structural damage on the left side of my body, which meant that I had casts on my legs as a toddler in hopes that my legs would grow out and that I might be able to walk, let alone go on to dance. And I had to have speech therapy to learn how to speak, hopefully speak, let alone sing. And I had my first heart surgery when I was 11 days old and then two more surgeries at five and 14. And the doctor said at 14 years old, well, you know, Cindy, we've saved your life, but you're going to need a fourth heart surgery. Uh, it's been 30 something years and still no wow. fourth heart surgery. They said I'd be on medication for life. And that's a crazy story how I got myself off of medication, but I've been off medication for over 30 years. Um, oh, Cindy, that's incredible. Oh, I, 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 got I did not like, know that. Oh, okay. So here's the crazy story. You know how 13, 14, because I was 14, you know how we're defiant bitches at that age? I'm still a defiant bitch, but <laughs> <laughs> a rebellion in heart. I'm a rebellion at heart. So they tell me that I, you know, have to take, you know, don't do more than walking because it's going to be too strenuous for your heart. You know, all this laundry list of what I couldn't do. Don't do more than general courses. Don't do, you know, don't go to university. Just have a nice, easy life. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. So thankfully I was 14. I was a bitchy 14 teenage, teenager. It was like, oh yeah, you telling me this. <laughs> so I remember like as much as I hate libraries and it's, I love knowledge, but I hate libraries are stuffy and I feel like I'm going to choke when the lights drive me crazy. But I would go every single day after school and I would read every single book around nutrition and health and heart problems and everything I possibly could to educate myself. And I was going at the time for weekly hospital visits to get my weekly testing. And mm -hmm. I started getting curious or just, you know, nosy. And I'd be like, so what does that number mean? And what is a normal person's number should be? And what's my baseline? And I was asking all these questions. And then I, I didn't realize what, it, I didn't know what intuitive was at the time. Mm. Didn't know, but I intuitively just asked myself, well, if I take four pills a day and I'm stable right now, if I knocked it down to three and a half pills a day, would I, would my body adjust? So I would, I knocked it down to three and a half and every week I'd go in and I'm like, what's my numbers? I'm like, oh, I'm still stable. So a month or two later, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to knock it down to three pills. So I did this for about a year, never told the doctors, never told my parents. And then one day I was like, Hey, FYI, I've been off medication for a month and I've been off medication every, my body just, so it has been, it, so, so the challenge with 
living with an invisible disability um, is that people can't see it. And if they can't see it, they don't believe you. Mm. Um, so I, there's so many stories I have. And just to kind of highlight a couple of stories, being in a hospital in and out throughout my childhood, literally, I would have a doctor looking at an echocardiogram with all his, you know, five, and unfortunately I'm saying him because there was really not as many females back then in the medical profession. Yeah. It's getting better. Um, literally it has a long way to, to go. Residents, students poking at me would literally look at the screen and go, Oh, you see somebody right here. Somebody died of that last week. And I'm like, you fucker, I'm sitting right here. I am lying right here. Oh right. Or it would be like, I really don't want all the residents to touch me. Well, you don't have a choice. I'm like, wow, is that shit still going on? Cause can we talk about consent? That's a whole other episode. Yeah. Um, so I learned very early on that my voice didn't matter. And that I wasn't important. And it has been a lifetime of trying to advocate for myself. And so I took it upon myself, as usual, um, to take spend my entire life studying everything to do with the art and the craft and the science of getting your voice heard. Yeah, in every and much the same way. way you researched your health. I mean, just this. <laughs> I continue to. It's yeah. fantastic. This passion to know all of the tendrils, all of I'm done. the whole story of I'm this to and do. to transform the story. <laughs> right. So, so this really is getting, getting your voice heard, getting the public's voice heard. This is personal for me. Oh, it's wow. personal and it's been a lifelong mission and I continue to study and continue to learn and, and I have continued to reverse all my health stuff and my integrative medicine doctor and I had a conversation last year and she's like, have you thought about doing a documentary on your story? Because I have all the scientific data to show how you have literally created miracles in your body and it doesn't make any sense. And I said, I think I should do a documentary so that I can explain to people all my research and what oh, I've done no. because Chronic illness is real, but it can for some people, because I'm not going to say for everybody, but there are things that can be done, but people don't know about them. I've just spent my whole freaking life researching. Yeah. So when we got, just before we hopped on tonight, you said, had something really phenomenal that you, you know, cause I was, for those listening in, I was telling Cindy, just basically overall, some of the thing directions I wanted yeah. to take our conversation in and Cindy, you know, she had this really powerful thing that she said, you know, that, that I, I want you to please repeat Cindy, because I think it really, it, it is a big portion of the power transformation, transformational power of storytelling. Please. Yeah. Repeat and this is said. really important because this has been my big aha that I have completely freed myself from in the last couple of weeks. It's my big thing. I'm very proud of. So when you grow up, not being seen and heard and disregarded, you fight to get your voice heard, regardless of what situation you are. But what happens is, is that when you start to get your voice heard and you get attention, then you get addicted to that attention. Mm. And, you know, when I won the invisibility, you know, dis invisible disabilities, invisible, no more award, I was very honored. And I was like, finally, I'm being recognized for my lifetime of work on this. Yeah. But what I've been really unraveling in the last couple of years, and I wasn't able to name it until as last week or two, was the fact that I get off, we're going to use that word because we're talking about orgasm. We're going to use that word. I get off 
on the attention and the nourishment that I get. And I was like, nope, not anymore. I'm done getting the attention and the nourishment I need because I'm now Mm -hmm. being seen and heard for being invisibly disabled. I am far more excited about getting the attention and nourishment that I need because we all need attention and nourishment. I am far more excited to do that in a way that will impact the world in a greater way, which means we'll talk about our song together later, which means more of my music going out in the world, more of my acting going out in the world, Mm -hmm. more of me working with amazing clients. So that's a big aha. What are we all addicted to that that is not freeing us and what is it that it's giving us that we can turn into a positive well you really touches on something that i've mentioned in a few of my podcasts the 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 difference between storytelling that genuinely uplifts and transforms or understanding the story that restricts ourselves we can begin and it could be possibly the same story at different times in our lives that if we have we've clinged to something that no longer serves us it restricts us energetically and 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 doesn't really tell our true story but we cling to it for reasons like uh it gives us the energy the addictive energy that we so desire and to wrap this up before commercial break for me, it was both because I knew mm. that I, I mean, for years, people have said, finally, somebody's talking about this because we still don't talk about it enough in our society. Oh, so okay. for me, it really was that I was impacting a lot of lives, but it was at the cost of me. Oh, and totally. so I will still advocate for this cause, but I don't know what it's going to look like in the you future. You may not lead with that identity. I don't lead with that identity. There you go. Back to that. <laughs> exactly. All right. So we're going to take a break now. And when we come back with our luscious Cindy Ashton, we are going to talk about passion and the connection to our voice and to standing strong song. When we come back with Cindy Ashton on the edge of every day, stay tuned. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. 
on the edge of every day with Cindy Ashton. And we are back talking about passion and its connection to finding our voice, sharing our truth, speaking our truth to power. Yes. So Sandra, you heard my passion for voice. Where does your, and one of the things that I love about you is that your voice gets heard on so many levels as an interfaith minister, bringing couples together for their marriages, counseling people as a presentation trainer, as an artist. You have an extraordinary voice. Where did this, where did your passion to get your voice heard start? I, well, like you, I popped out of the womb with it. I mean, you know. Ah! One of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite stories to tell, apparently, you know, my mother told me this and I, yeah. I shared it in the edge of every day. And I share it uh, many times when I'm asked is apparently, according to my mother, I marched into the kitchen somewhere around the age three or four with my hands on my hips. And I told my mother that I was here on a mission. Of course you did. And, um, and I think, you know, uh, if you had asked me what my passion was when I was in college or high school uh, or my early 20s, I would have said as an actor, as a performer, as a singer, as a voiceover artist. Uh, But that wasn't my only passion. I was also equally as passionate about all of my psychic understanding, all of my energetic understanding, all of my spiritual understandings and internal uh, inquirings and all of the exploration of that as well. From an early age, I was a little kid in the corner with the antenna that could read the energy and see the energy. So Mm. I think... My passion stems from um, truly a desire to use all of the gifts, and I have many, and I'm yes, very grateful Remarkable. to use those in service to the world, in trying to make the world a better place. And throughout my life, I've connected to these ways, and it's finally in the last 10 years, well, finally, it's you know, it's been fine. It's called a lifetime. It's a journey. But <laughs> I, I've, I've brought together the, all of these different hats and all of these different tendrils and, and yeah. woven them into one tapestry. So it doesn't feel as though uh, I'm, it all feels like the same work. It is j- me sharing my voice in the world. You know, I have a great story when I was in um, seminary. My second year of seminary, we had to do, we had to give um, 20 minute sermons. And, you know, and, and as somebody Did who's you not, yours? you know, I, 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 it could be anything. And of course, I'm not a part of organized religion. So, you know, mine's going to be on what it's going to be on. But anyway, well, there, there was somebody in the class, um, one, she was the, one of the quietest um, uh, members that I went to seminary with was the woman who put her hand up and went first to give her ser- sermon first. And I was like, oh, go girl. And she got up and went on to give this extraordinary conversation. All of us were weeping. It was so engaging. So she was alive with her wisdom, with what she wanted to share, her storytelling. It was extraordinary. And I went up afterwards and I hugged her and congratulated her. And and she was like, oh, coming from you, that's that's such high praise, you know, because you're, and I'm like, 
I'm like, yes, you're right. I'm very comfortable on stage. I'm very comfortable. <laughs> well, 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 but this is not, uh-uh. but what you did is not what I do. You spoke your truth with your voice. Mm. I can hide behind a character or a script or a costume. It's not my voice that I've been sharing out in the world in a big way. And that was a turning point for me. Wow. That's a huge insight. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I mean, you know, she found her voice, but it's true. Did your, Oh, totally. Did your, did your family support your, um, communication and being out in, in the world? My, yeah. You, so you needed really needed, and that's, I can see that in you part of your rebellion that you had to work through that. And interesting same with me not from my mother from my father there's oh. a whole freaking carload of them everybody yeah indeed yeah i mean people think i'm immigrating to the u.s for my career i just had to escape i had to be somewhere where i can feel seen and heard and i didn't know if it would be here or not but divine guidance brought me here and i've had a remarkable career here american audiences love me compared to canadian audiences now that i'm successful canadian audiences seem to like me now but yeah. Canada is a great country, but I felt completely rejected by the theater community, by my family, by like, I just had to escape. I, I would have not been still here if I was still there. I needed to get out of there and be somewhere where I could be seen and heard. And I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Spreading your light. Yeah. This little light of mine, uh -huh, baby. Light of shine. indeed, indeed, indeed. So, okay, let's swing around. Let's swing let's back swing. to passion and sex and its connection to, because we got to right. touch on this. All right. So let's talk science. So I did a degree in kinesiology. This which blows is my mind. Kinesiology of all things. I love it. Right. So when I went to university, I got in for music, which is a whole crazy story, but that's for another show. Um, and I'm like, what am I going to do for my second major? And as I was flipping through, I'm like, what's kinesiology? And I'm like, it's a study of the human body. And I'm like, this is what I go to the libraries every freaking day to do is figure out how to heal my body. So I took that degree so that I could dissect bodies and analyze pee and draw blood and do all these things. I mean, it was pre-med really. Yeah. All I have to do is, and I had almost straight A's. So if I did two chemistry courses or took the MCAT, I can get it in med school, just saying. Um, but it's so interesting because I had only taken this just so that I could continue to figure out how to heal my body. Hmm. But I ended up doing a specialization in relaxation therapy. And while it was supposed to be for me only, it has informed my work as a speak from your power trainer and in ways that has beyond there, beyond, beyond, beyond. Because what I what I started to notice over time, because I started teaching voice and piano and then moved to, you know, speaking and then executives and blah, blah. But what was really fascinating is that I would start to notice because of my relaxation therapy degree, correlations between stress patterns in people's body with specific traumas with specific ways that it showed up in their body language and their speaking voice. So when people say to me, well, I've already had speaking training, I'm like, yeah, but you could do everything they're telling you and you're still gonna come across badly because 
of what's happening with your stress patterns. So the most perfect presenter who has everything choreographed and they have great speech could still come across badly and turn people off and lose sales because of the stress patterns in the body and how it affects voice, body, language, presence, and energy. And I started, and I have over the years documented specific traumas to what specific voice issues to specific. And one day I'm going to hire a research company to go and take this and substantiate this before I die. Oh my gosh, because... you need to, are you familiar with the work of Carolyn Mace, who's a medical intuitive? So I mean, this... I've, I've, I've seen her speak years ago and I was impressed with her, but I haven't read anything lately. But maybe well, this is along those lines that, that meta. That... Oh, I yeah. got to give her some of my research and say, go do this and give me credit because, <laughs> because truly, right. So it's about being connected to the, to the body. And over time I started to make connections that were, we were not taught in school, but I'm like, wait a second, we've got our celiac nerves, which other people know as the second brain or your solar plexus, which is an inch or two below your belly button. And I'm like, this is your emotional brain. And as I'm helping my clients to breathe and release the stress by doing ha ha, I realized, I realized that I'm actually raising their sexual energy. I'm releasing oxytocin. But also by learning how to breathe there, you're, you're, you're connecting with the celiac nerves and you're stimulating them. Mm -hmm. It helps you to be truthful. And as actors, it's all about truthfulness. But I find that most people who do speaking training, it's about posturing and it pisses me off to no end. But when you breathe into your body and the celiac nerves are, are, are working, then it's your magnetic. And we're going to talk about the sexual nerves in a moment, but when you have the celiac nerves activated, you're more in touch with your emotional intelligence and you are literally able to feel and read other people and be able to respond from a place of truth versus like, I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be sad. Then I started thinking even deeper as I'm working with clients because I go right to their pelvic floor. And for people who don't get offended, I'm like, breathe up through your vagina or breathe up until your testicles. But I, I could read, I read people for a living, which has been terrible and wonderful for my dating life. Um, <laughs> and and lied and you have this trauma and you, we're done. Um, but going back to this, at the bottom, we have our splenic nerves. And our splenic nerves, there's different parts of them, but if we go down to the pelvic floor, splenic nerves is for sexual arousal, it's for procreation, it's all these wonderful things. Mm -hmm. When we truly learn how to breathe into that part of our body, we then activate those nerves in healthy ways, in terms of healthy sexuality. So you are automatically super magnetic, charged up, expansive, attractive, no matter what you look like, no matter what size you are, if you're an introvert or an extrovert, and people are attracted to you and they're enthralled by you and they don't even know why. And so when I work with clients, when I, again, I read people, the clients that are open, I talk to them about healthy sexuality and they love it. Of and course. then a lot of the women, especially those who've been trauma, traumatized in any kind of way, when they get into their body and into their sexual power, they actually take their power back because they, because they're in their safety zone. They feel strong that they can actually spot if someone's going to be a predator. Like it's unbelievable. This works. I need to be able to teach this to other people so that they can take this over and we magnify. Absolutely. This. Well, in the times that we are in, I mean, you know, if there's ever a demographic of people who really need to get in power, uh, in touch with the power of their voice, it's women. It's absolutely women that need, yes. and they are. And, you know, I don't mean to insinuate that women are not rising up and getting in, in touch with the power of their voice. But, but I mean, that's the kind of thing that, that, and it's not just for, for 
people who are presenters or speakers. I mean, this is the kind of work that every single solitary female on the planet right now needs to have. Right. That, that getting in touch with speaking their truth, speaking their boundaries, speaking their wisdom, not people pleasing, you know, not being, over explaining, not, not right. All of those things that, yeah. Three things that, yeah, not, not, uh, apologizing, standing in their power, standing in their vocal power. Oh, I'm getting incredible chills from this because why? Because tomorrow we're all voting tomorrow. We're using women are all going to vote. Oh, they're going to come on the power of their voice as their vote tomorrow on election day. Oh, Oh, that's a lovely oh, to take a lovely deep breath. glorious oxytocin breath. breath i'm sorry oh, oxytocin breath <laughs> yeah. ah, exactly well that was glorious cindy ashton you're and glorious I, darling well uh yeah so we have to take a break it's as okay. always this show goes flies far too fast when we come back, if you have any other points on this you want to make, terrific. Um, and then we're going to move on to Standing Strong Song. And yes, when we come back with Cindy Ashton on the edge. Bargeman. And Sandra Bargeman on the edge of every day. Of every day. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Chipping around, kick my brain to the ground. These are the days it never rained, but it falls on the, on edge. the edge of. Of every day. And we are back with Cindy Ashton. Speak from your power. So, yeah, from your power, standing strong song. Talk to us. Talk to us about standing strong song. 
What yeah. was, how did you, when did you start writing music and what was the inspiration for this particular song? Yeah. So I, my first song, I was about 10 years old. My bird Chippy died and I wrote him a song. I had birds Very, too. Oh my God. Our little parakeets. They're so uh -huh. cute. But Chippy died and I wrote a song and it went, Chippy, 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 I love you, Chippy, I need, anyways, it was very pathetic, but that was my first song when I was Aww. 10 and I sang it to him and I made him a little copper stone and, you know, whatever. Um, so, but, and then through high school, I would just go bump, but I, and I would just experiment on the piano. I really wasn't, I didn't know how to play piano terribly well at the time. And, um, and I always loved songwriting. Um, and then, but I, but I've been writing for years and I only put one song really out in the world and I got almost 300,000 views on YouTube. And that was in 2006. It was called butterfly. Mm. And I was always upset about that because not about getting that many views, because that's remarkable, but because I never felt like it was a best expression of my voice. I mean, Why? I definitely think it's a, because I felt like it was a really pretty song but me as an artist is not pretty. And what I mean by that is that, as you know, I was trained musical theater. I was actually trained far more in opera and very little musical theater, but I'm, that's what I'm trained to do. That's what I've been hired to do my whole life. And so I have this song, it's like my butterfly soar free. It's pretty, but I was like, yeah. And I remember, you know, my friend, Mark Smith, who I'm doing a concert on, on November 30th, go to cindyashtontickets.com. Um, you know, we used to do gigs a lot. He's a black guy and he would go, girl, you've got like a black soul inside of you. Like, you're like a soul singer. Like, that's really, you're like blues and soul. And so I was like, I put out a song that people loved, which made me happy and it had an impact, but it wasn't my voice. And I wasn't, I've, I've never truly had the courage of a courage of in spades with a lots of other stuff, but, and I've gotten my voice out as a TV host and all kinds of stuff, but as me as a singer songwriter, I've never truly let what my voice sounds like out mm -hmm. in the world. And um, so, so that's really why I, I got stuck there. And I've been writing music, writing music, writing music. And I went through some crazy shit a few years ago with a crazy ass predator. And I remember sitting down writing this song and at the time, and I came back to it um, in June because May and June demolished me. Like I'm pretty good with staying grounded and 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 doing my inner work, not to take everything on. But between the convenience store shootings in Buffalo, and then and then you know the shooting down in Texas with those wonderful children who are all gone now, and those families are going to suffer forever. By the time we got to June, a Roe v. Wade happened yeah. it took me to the place where i'm trying not to go at this moment yeah which was deep sorrow and grief and shock and anger and rage and i thought you and i had already been planning on putting my music out finally and having the bravery i'm like get off your fucking ass and get your music out there and so i called you to be my co-lyricist because you're you're phenomenal as a musician and as a storyteller but you're also like me very aligned and have done a lot of work on yourself and I knew that you would be a great collaborator and so we started to work on the song and we were super excited because we had the launch on October 28th 
And there were challenges. The producer is a wonderful human being who's very talented, but we weren't in alignment. Mm. And no matter how many times we tried to get on the same page, it just wasn't happening. And when I heard the final cut, I was sick to my stomach. And I remember calling you, but I was like, oh, can you listen to this and see, like, am I overreacting? And I was, I had finally decided to be truthfully who I am as an artist. And then I, I'm, there's no way in hell I was going to put something out there that was going to be misrepresented of me. And I was really, and that was really hard for me to say, sorry to the producer, but we're not going ahead and walk away. The power of what you just shared about how you stood in the power of your voice and you stood in your truth. Yeah. And you didn't get, allow yourself to be yesed and, and to compromise in a way that was uncollaborative. I mean, you know, everyone talks about how compromising is such a great thing. And to some extent, yes, it is. But we all know the instant, we all know the instances, instances when that isn't the case when it is absolutely squelching your voice and you stood in your power. And so I mean, and working on this and seeing your helping serving your vision was just a glorious experience. Oh, you've and, contributed so much. Thank you, my friend. But it, you know, again, I, I always want to be very respectful. This is your vision and your vision for this. Uh, I, and that's why I'm excited to see taking a break from it, but yeah. not put it, it's not going away. No, standing strong not. song and your, your vision for it, uplifting people. Yes. And so what, what was, as you continue to work on it, as yeah we continue to work on it what do you hope uh, how do you hope that this will inspire the listeners so the song is about bullying and discrimination and everybody has been bullied and discriminated against and for us one of the big messages i want to get out there going back to the sexual power and being in your body and embodied is that standing strong isn't posturing up and continuing to fight because here's the truth of it is that the minute that you do this, somebody is going to push back. That's not saying we're lying down because believe me, we are not. If I could vote tomorrow, I would. I'm on a green card. I am not allowed to vote. It pisses me off, but I vote in many other ways and how I let my voice be heard. So all of you, you better damn well vote tomorrow. Um, but here's the truth of it. But if we can open up the space, if standing strong is about being in your power, and not being postured, but truly in your power and opening up the space, then there's room for conversations and for people to come together. And that's the big message. It's partially for people to feel like, I'm feeling seen and heard. I've been through this. I'm feeling seen and heard. I'm feeling the strength of, second thing, feeling the strength of all of us coming together. And the third thing is, is can we please stop fighting and be smart? Get in our bodies. Get into that balance between the feminine and the masculine. Mm, 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 mm. so well, we're i want to know why go ahead because i feel like I, I i haven't asked i really want to know why did you choose to say yes to me and work on this project and what does this song mean to you well standing strong uh absolutely reached right out and grabbed me um well first of all i i as a spirit i relate to you 
and and your passion for service to the world and your passion for service to serving finding our voices and so that was definitely something i wanted to 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 do and and i love writing so you know this is another and and you're so freaking kick ass uh, <laughs> you know i just knew that that you know that you had you had a vision you had a vision for this and that's why i wanted to dive 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 ahead but we've just gotten our two minutes to the end cindy ashton i know there's so much more i have on always so much more i have to ask so i'm going to have to have you on back on the show another time <laughs> but i would love meantime, that you're such a remarkable beautiful human being and i'm grateful that you're in my um, life and i love you dearly Oh, woman, I love you dearly. Ditto, <sighs> ditto, ditto, ditto. So happy to. Thank you, Sam. Serving humanity together. Yes. Together. We've okay. got the power. Yeah, baby. So I want to, you know, again, tomorrow, folks, we need to remember to use the power of our voices with our voting. And there's three rules that I want to begin to uh, speak about in the podcasts. <laughs> um, the edge of every day, living life on the edge of every day. Three rules, paradox, humor, and change. We've talked about paradox, the power of op opposites, the dance of paradoxes. Remembering that life is a mystery, be open and be curious. Mm -hmm. The second one, humor. Keep a sense of humor, particularly about yourself. In these challenging times, we're really going to need it. And the third one is change. There's no more constant thing in life than change. So the sooner we accept it and grow our muscle of being comfortable with it, the better we're all going to be, again, in these challenging times. So Cindy Ashton, you are ubiquitous. Where can people find you? cindyashton.com or speakfromyourpower.com or if you'd like to come to my virtual concert at the end of the month cindyashtontickets.com lovely lovely and all of this is going to be in the show no notes as well as all your social media links um any last things before we uh give our closing prayer for our ritual any last nuggets of wisdom you want to leave our listeners with Breathe into your body, get centered, and trust you. You have everything inside of you. Ah, amen. And that's so a beautiful segue into this closing prayer that I gave last week for Samhain for Halloween with um, respect and honoring of our ancestors that have passed on. But it feels particularly potent today, tonight, on the eve of this very important election. Courage, integrity, wisdom, cleverness, kindness, and compassion. These are the virtues I believe in. This is who I am. My mother and her mother, my grandmothers and their grandmothers. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Sojourner Truth, Susan B. Anthony, Eleanor Roosevelt, these are ancestors among many I admire. These are 
powerful voices I hear. I am blessed by their knowledge and their example. I'm inspired by their action. Today I will cry, forgive, listen, learn, let go, and let my tears water the seeds of my future. Within my own gifts, I will do as the ancestors did. I will take part in the grand history of humanity. I will come alive, and with that aliveness, I will be a hero in my way, on my own edge of every day, to honor their memory. And so it is. And so it is. Thank you, thank you, dear Cindy Ashton. Thank you for Ella. being on the show tonight. Thank Lovely you all for listening in. This is our last business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. on edge hey we live in challenging edgy times so let's lean in i'm sandra bargeman the host of the edge of every day which airs each monday at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges that's the edge of every day on mondays at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Passionate about the conversation around racism, 
Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 